From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. I don't know know what you're talking about. Me either. Hey, uh, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live out of Fishhawk Sporting Clays this morning. We're getting ready to head out in a little bit uh, to go hit the course. Uh, safety briefing's going on right now. They're going to get a head start on us, but that's okay. We can catch up. We're good shooters. <coughs> we can catch up with these guys every time we want I, to. I'm worried that they might shoot all the easy targets first. <laughs> really? I don't think a, anything's going to change, what it Bill. Is? It'll be all right. Uh, hey, listen, I just wanted to say uh, uh, sad news reporting uh last week you know we lost uh patrick mcmanus one of the great outdoor writers of our time oh yeah who uh wrote some unbelievably great books and we talked about him on the show last week and if you haven't had a chance to look him up or google him and, and purchase a book uh i'm telling you if you got an outdoor person in your life what you need to do is uh go and find uh never sniff a gift fish or any of these other books that Patrick McManus has written and give it to them because they will enjoy it, I guarantee it. But also this past week, a man that I had the pleasure of interviewing more than once, I think uh, he came in the studio one time and then twice on the phone, was Arlie Army. Uh, Army, you know, uh, the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, and of course uh, the gunny, as they like to call him. Great guy. He passed away this past week as well, 74 years old. Uh, complications of pneumonia. I mean, he was one of those guys who thought would would never die, you know, tough as nails kind of guy, and uh, he'll be sorely missed. Um, so we'd just like to offer our condolences to his family and everybody and his fans. Uh, he'll be missed, especially in those uh, Coors Light beer commercials with John Wayne, which was <laughs> yeah. I thought was really awesome. But uh, last week we talked a little bit about uh, Alabama and uh, some of the changes that they were going to make. Uh, I know a lot of people are out there heading to Alabama, but we'll talk about that. But first, let's go to uh, William, who's on the phone this morning. Good morning, William. How you doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. How about you? We're doing great, man. We heard that uh, you had some success this morning out with Tony. What's up, Well, Tony. Hey, how you doing, Carlos? Carlos, buddy, I mean, I, I know you, you you had a commitment to go shoot the sporting plays, but uh, I'm going to say that's not one of your better decisions this year. Well, well, look, the other time you shot turkeys, I had another bad decision. I'm just full of them, man. (laughs) Well, you know, there was was two that came in at 7.04 this morning. So, there was one. Tony, wasn't his name on, wasn't it didn't say Carlos on the back? (laughs) When when the fan came out, it said Carlos. Yeah, well, where's Carlos? I would have preferred it to say, where's Eric? Yeah, really. <laughs> That'd be nice. Well, all my friends know about that. Yeah. He, he, he gobbled with an Hispanic accent. Excuse me. Oh, oh is that what it was? A little hot sauce. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you guys, uh, so I guess obviously you took one of the two, right? Yeah, which I was, I've already tagged out. So uh, this was just, uh, this was for Tony and uh, it worked out. Uh it was kind of funny the the bird. I, they didn't really gobble this morning. One bird gobbled back in the swamp, um, and actually these birds came in from behind us. We had probably walked right underneath them on the way in this morning. 
and they came in quiet. I'm, we're sitting there talking and just not really paying attention. And Tony looks at me and says, there's Gobbler. I'm like, get out of here. You know, something <laughs> of that nature. It, it, it might not have oh. been quite that, you know, that nice a statement, but yeah. – uh, and then, yeah, and Bert, they came right on in. So it was. Uh, well, that's good. good. You left one for tomorrow. <laughs> ah. Oh man. Well, the William, wife, the wife get is, out there and the get that bird cleaned up. What's that? I said the wife is coming home from Mexico tomorrow, so I probably won't be back out here. Ah. Well, she's going to be tired. You need to let her rest for at least one day. <laughs> Oh, is this Phil? Yeah, man. I think what we were talking about uh, uh, when the turkey popped up was him and his uh, proficiency with a, uh, a harpoon. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So, so he, he said, uh, I think I, I think he uh, kind of overdid it with his uh, – the. Uh, the harpoon and didn't have to use put it bank. through him. Yeah, <laughs> pierced him with a harpoon. Yeah, made up for it. Yeah. So. All right, William, we'll, we'll get out there and get that bird show. cleaned up. All right, we'll do it. Take care, All right, man. thanks. All right, guys, take care, man. Thanks for calling in. Congrats on the bird. Yep. Yes, yeah, see there, Carlos. It's one of them things, but I appreciate you coming and giving up that bird, give it a, another wow. day in the woods, and enjoying that there. Uh, opportunity to get mosquito bit more well you know that's just how it goes man you got to put in your time he's 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 gonna be a a monkey contender this year think of it as a nice uh a welcoming uh floridian gift from you to tony so the last time tony came here last year he went to one of the outfitters he was checking out i guess to do some business with he he went and bought some burritos <laughs> and he was eating a burrito and within like 15 minutes he killed that bird <laughs> he put the burrito down and shot it oh my god <laughs> so like, must have, uh, that burrito probably had corn in it and yeah. that should have been illegal but uh, uh, i'm telling you I, the more you hear these stories the more it dispels all the myths about the hey, elusive we, osceola hey, we, doesn't it we, i mean we, seriously well we got burritos on a table right now well, hey and they were fo- talking about the turkeys that were in the field this morning over here well before uh, i forget i want to give a birthday shout out to uh curtis george snyder yeah bill george's uh buddy there partner it was his in bir- crime. yeah it was his birthday yesterday so happy birthday man you know i gave him a quick call yesterday so well you know this past week uh friend of mine was sharing 100? that uh 102, 102. <laughs> out there at green swamp the second weekend he went out to green swamp they got pictures of a hen with a whole bunch of uh little brood running around behind her the Who's second that? weekend, who, who got that? Uh, buddy might at work. His his friend and wife were out there and took a picture, a video of a hen with already chicks running around behind her. Wow! Second weekend in Green Swamp. So that's it. that explains why y'all had such a good time. The the they came in a little early with all that warm weather we had in February. Just threw them all out, and then uh, those turkeys were out there just coming to see you, Bill. You said well, so much. Well, like I've, I've been I've been nature walking. That's what yeah. I've been doing out there. I've been you know sightseeing and nature walking. The, yeah, the, we heard about the swamp eco, walk. Ecotourism. Is that, that what it stuff? is? Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I, huh? But I heard you was winded a couple of times. Yeah, I turned around. I thought he was practicing the new dance moves at one point. I mean, it's just. It's <laughs> just got an ant bed, did you? <laughs> no. He, he was rubber booting the 
logs in the swamp. Man, <laughs> Bill's a pain in the ass to hunt with. Let me tell you. You leave those ri- leave those rubber boots at home, dude. No. All well, they're gonna do is fill up when you're with Bill George. Yeah, he's well, uh, he's he a character. Just get them wet, get it over with, and dry them out when you get back to the truck. Yeah, we went like half a mile in front of the turkeys, so you know. They never did get to us. How's that? <laughs> they turned right. They you turned. went straight. That's, yeah. that's the way it goes. Yeah. Well, well, well but, the shooting started. Yeah, well, they're getting ready, getting warmed up over at the five stand, I guess. But Nothing but dust. Uh, when we were, uh, before we got to talk to William, we were talking about the fact that uh, Alabama was thinking about making some changes so that they could reduce their deer population and wild hog population by allowing uh, people to start shooting and hunting over feeders. Now, a lot of guys don't like the idea of it, but some people do. And I thought it was very interesting that their DNR wants to approve it to reduce the numbers. That's the only what, reason why what? they wanted to allow it to happen. But this is, this is a funny thing. In, and that is they're looking to reduce the numbers because of? Automobile collision. No. No. CWD. CWD. And that's usually what the, they say is always... The they, bad thing is they, you feed them, then they all congregate, yeah. and then they and spread it more. It. Yeah. Touch yeah. noses, and uh, yeah, and that makes it more of a social way to spread it. And that's that's one of the things that made it awful odd to me that that state was looking at, because other states that had allowed feeding, when they ended up with CWD, they turned around and they banned the feeding. That's right. To keep it from not having a congregated bait site where all the deer are coming into there and you know, transport it, trans, uh, transmitting, transmitting it. it. So, you know, I, I find it awful strange that Alabama, but they've been known to do some backwards things up there from time to time. But, you know, but, you, know they were, you got to give them credit. They were one of the first states to start the uh, quality deer management program up there. And uh, that was well over, what, 15, 20 years ago? And yeah. now they started the quality deer management, and now they have more deer than they know what to do with. So now they're going the opposite, you know, the complete other way, saying, dude, kill as many of them as you can but, and do it over a feeder. If you want to reduce the deer population, the easiest thing to do is tell the sportsmen they're allowed to take more deer. Yeah. Just increase your bag limit. But you know what? Sure. There's still a lot of hunters out there that just because you can you can shoot 10 deer, they won't shoot 10 deer. They're yeah. going to get four. Five for the freezer for the year, and they're done. They're they're good with that four or five, regardless of the fact they could take ten. Uh, the same way up in Georgia, they got that ten deer thing, and I don't think uh, I know. There's there's some people that will take advantage of that, but most people don't. They go, I got what I need, and I'm out of here. Yeah, you may take one to give away to a friend or a family. Sure, you know, donate it to the wild somebody, game dinner. Somebody at church. who needs it, you know, that's having a rough time. You know. Well, I, did they come up with a conclusion? No, I can not tell you yet. The They're still debating is, it. We got to take a quick break. Oh, sure. The shooting has begun here at Fishhawk Sporting Clays, Big and Wild Outdoors. But G5 feed. Brandon Ford will be right back. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, that was some good donuts. I don't need any more. Keep me from that table. I haven't had one yet. Uh, well, I had yours, Braden. I did you a favor. I have two beautiful children who uh, went straight for the donuts and didn't bring me one. No, no, no one whatsoever. They got to look no, out for themselves, you know. You know, you, know you would think that my children would, you know, just go, uh, hey, Dad, you want a donut? Yeah, I'll take one. No. No, they're just salt and mess out of the wall's nest. What? They- you didn't ask for one. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Do I have to ask? 
Yeah, that's how you know he wants one, right? Yeah. Really? So when I bring you a present from the store, and you never have to ask, I always bring it, don't I? That's your job. Selfish little child, you. <laughs> well, this past me. week, I got one of those uh, notices in the mail bill that you kind of might be familiar with. But Turn you, in your tags that you didn't use last year? You should have already done that. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't very often have that problem. I was talking about Glenn. Uh, the notice of a public meeting in, on a rural development for airboat operators carrying passengers for hire. Uh, this past week it came out, the airboat operating course, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission Division of Law Enforcement is looking to impose a boating safety requirement for airboat operators for those who are out for hire that's going to take passengers out. But in the off-air conversations that we normally have and probably better discussion topics uh, off-air than on-air, but you was telling me that it's it's broader than just for hire operators. It's going to be for anybody that's going to have a passenger that could that be for hire if somebody says, I'm buying your fuel and I'm going to pay you for your time just to take us out yeah. for a ride? And and that's the thing. that The FWC is doing this this thing, but it was being this rule has been talked about at the legislative level, and I thought it I thought it passed and was was and that maybe is why FWC is starting to educate some people on it. But this this rule is coming as a result of there's been a number of airboat fatalities from people who are operating airboat uh, tours or guides or different things, and. These people have to have no insurance, no credibility. No, they just hang a shingle up and start taking airboat people, rides. Airboat rides, and if you if you look at airboats, they're they're the greatest thing in the world when you need one to get to where you're going. That's true. But at the same point, they they have nuances like jet skis. If you're not under power, you're not steering. Um, if if a steering cable breaks. You're going whatever direction you were last facing because, and if that's towards a tree, that's towards a tree, or whatever direction that uh, fan and that torque is taking you. But but they're they are putting this this thing where you, at least they're going to start to force um, airboat operators that are taking people out for hire to have a boating safety course. And but right now there's like two people in the state that offer it. That, well, it. I think what Glenn's asking, and it's a good a valid question. Let's say uh, I, I say, Glenn, I got my trapper's license. I want to go fill my tags. I'll pay for your gas if you take me out on your boat. That's is a that hire. a boat for hire? That is a boat for hire. So even so if it's a friend of mine like him, you know, saying, hey, look, I'll just cover your gas, man. It's no big deal. And he'll go, fine. You know, we'll just go fill your tag. And that's whenever and, and we'll the legal side of everything and, starts getting involved if something was to happen. So if the Correct. FWC pulls up there and says, uh, who's doing what? And I go, well, I'm out here hunting with my buddy Glenn. And he goes, are you paying him? And he goes, no, I'm just buying his gas. And he goes, That's well, where's, where's your hire permit ta- Where's your, hire yeah. permit where's or your, well, where's your, your boating your education Yeah, where, where that's when that? That's when you say, <laughs> yeah, he's he ha- not he my ha- friend anymore. He had to, he had, no, he had to bring me out. He lost a bet. You know? But yeah, but no. I've already admitted that I'm paying for his gas. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, you know, he's not for hire. Just, you know, I said I'd fill up his tank. But, well, but, then you need to uh, shush. But well, that's what I mean. Now no. you're going to make people. This has been one of the problems, though, is that Coast Guard right now requires that if you're on navigable waters, why not have that, a captain's that license? That you have to have a captain's license. But FWC does not have the authority to 
even require you to have require that. That, right. that has to be managed by the Coast Guard. What's navigable waters when you're on Okeechobee, an airboat, Kissimmee. when you're on the water, and you're, if you're on land, if you're running land, or oh, you're, if you're running, running land, that's that's totally different thing. Uh, and now uh. you're, and if you're running through ga- uh, through grass that's uh, eight feet tall, that's na- not navigable waterway. Show me any other boat that can make it through there. Well, see, that's probably why now, since they, they, that's in that gray area, it's only navigationable until you get to where you're going on the ground area or in the marsh. Right. So, therefore, maybe this is what it is. There's too many loopholes, so now they're just going to require so a they, boating safety class for airboats. So yeah. they pull you they pull you over when you get in the water, not when you're yeah. on the grass. But, but this this here will give FWC something they can do. It's a result of there being multiple issues with people who – who are running operations, taking people out on tours, airboat rides, whatever. That's a good thing, though. They have n- it is a good thing, but it, it falls very short of where it should be. They should be required to have insurance. If you turn around and you look at a captain's and everybody else, they're required to ha- there's some insurance requirements. Yeah, if you go on a saltwater else. boat with a yeah. captain, he's got to have insurance. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. there is no requirement in the current legislation that I'm aware of that, that has any type of insurance requirements, any type of that stuff. It, it, but I, I disagree if, if you're going to pay for your buddy's gas that he's for hire. I disagree with that. Why? Because when we first met and you took me out gator hunting, I didn't particularly pay for the gator hunt. But when we went back out, we went out to eat, remember? And I paid for everybody's dinner. That's yeah, just what you do. But, but when I turn around. Or you pay for the gas after the trip is yeah, over. No, but, yeah. But, but if you turn around and go out with us, that's one of the things when people ask, what do I need to do? Nothing. You, you know, I am not a for hire person. I'm, you're my friend. I'm taking you out alligator hunting. Yeah, we want to go out I'm later. I'm also your friend, so I don't want to get leave you out of a 80 bucks or a $100 bill. So yeah, I'll, you'll I pay mean, for the gas you on know, the way you, out. You've you know, got, you got to pay for your equipment and your boat and your stuff and gas and going, you know, here and there. That's so, the only thing you know, that I think that if you, I hate to say this, but if you're the test case, and you go in front of a judge and you explain that and say, "Look, man, I didn't hire. I just I'm, he's my friend. I just paid for this." In gas. fact, in fact, I owe you a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was a part of that trip. Wasn't no, I, Bill? no, I didn't. No. Do. I was supposed to. Be well. You've been out of the loop like two years. So don't even speak up. All right, don't even say yeah. anything. Now I will say I got me a nice nap on our trip down to Estepoga. Yeah. <laughs> but now, uh, would you not? I mean. Uh, any reasonable judge would look at that and yeah, go, and there, yeah, there that's is, pretty far reaching. There is some reasonable stuff, but the some of those requirements for the captain's license, it's it's any type of, you know, comp, compensation. If I turn around, I take Troy Landry out, okay, and I'm going to be part of some type of a deal where I can use that for promotional points, then that I have I have economic value coming from that, and that's that still puts me in that type of category. Yeah, well, because what? Because at the end of the show, it says special thanks to GMB Gator Supply yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Like that. Yeah, you you get it. That it's would be a your compensation. But the thing is, the Coast Guard is not in all these lakes and that that we do alligator hunting. That's on. true. And and but so, the FWC is. But FWC cannot require or enforce the captain's license rules. The most they can do is notify the Coast, Coast Guard, Guard that that is occurring. And, and well, I, all of this can be hashed out and listened to all the stuff that's going to be taking place on May 1st from 10 to 12. That's going to kind of be the, the line item agenda for the, for the kickoff is going to be between 10 and 12 on May 1st. And it's all the way down, and guess where it's going to be, at Rocky Bay Environmental 
Learning Center Auditorium at 300 Tower Road in Naples, Florida. So I would imagine the big airboater uh, representation will be there sure. in the it, South Florida community. It would be bigger if it was somewhere over in uh, Davie or Immokalee or <laughs> well, it's still get it's. But the clarification, a lot of stuff is still going to come out. I don't think it's going to happen right then, but I just see there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of questions. If they really want a good turnout, they should go and do it at a Camp Mac. Yeah, that's true. Or Gray Pamuk, yeah, somewhere true. around there. Yep. Well, then, you know, they they make they weed it out to where they know they're just going to have a manageable uh, audience. So that's why they do these things, I believe, in my opinion. That's why they hold them in certain areas at certain times so they know that they'll get representation <laughs> to some degree but not maxed out. So, Bill, are you going to be there for that meeting? May what? May 1st? No. Right. Next, two, next two weekends, I won't be here. You're going to be in t- Pennsylvania? Yes. Going up there for the last of the turkey season? The very first of their turkey season. Yeah, he's That's gonna, hard. it's going to be the last because they already started. Oh, no. They, they'll be done by the time you get there. <laughs> no, no. But he did tell <laughs> They're me. They're digging out the snow. So. I was going to say. <laughs> he, he did tell me in. they can't shoot on Sunday because we were talking about that. Yeah, that's still one of the states where you can't, you can't hunt on Sunday. Correct. That's been that way since... The beginning, I think, hasn't it? It's because of the there. Amish, I think. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? It's Pennsylvania yeah. Dutch. Here, yeah. here, here's the Cuban. Here's the Cuban uh, influence on American history. It's yeah. the Amish. It's the, the Cuban. <laughs> it's the Cuban Amish. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Bill. Good luck when you do get to get up there and uh, I get me a calendar date of when deer season when you're going to go. I might want to go to Pennsylvania this year. It's hey, the week after Thanksgiving. You want to collect some ticks? That's what you want to do? Yeah, oh, really. Yeah. Alright, we are being a wild outdoors. Got to take a quick break here at Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live this morning out here at Fishhawk Sporting Clays. We got a few more minutes to kill here before we uh, jump on the uh, the uh, the big EV, the uh, Textron, and take it out. We're on, uh, out here going to go do the course in our Prowler EV. Go out and have a good morning, and uh, just set it right here, man. No, no, seriously, <laughs> just set it down like a. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, we'll be out on the EV Prowler this morning and uh, taking it out. Thanks to G5 Feeding Outdoors for uh, letting us take it out and demo it today. Nice. I I don't know who's going to be doing the vast majority of driving, but uh, Glenn is going to be hanging back here, so it's going to be just us four. It's going to be me, Gordon, Bill, and Carlos. We're going to do some speed shooting. I think we're going to have to. Somebody, somebody has to get home. Well, if we're going to do that, then I think we're going to have to let my son Barrett drive. That way we know we're going to get through the course extremely fast. <laughs> shoot on the golf cart. Uh, we'll have to shoot as we go by. Right here, right there. Just pull, pull, pull. Uh, it's going to be a drive-by. It's drive-by shooting. I, I, got some, I got some experience in that. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, which, which end of it? The receiving or the giving? Uh, a little bit, little bit of both, man. A little uh, bit of both. That's got not no good. Control of that. Well, as as you can tell, it got a little quieter in the yeah. background because all the teams are out on the course right now, uh, shooting, getting everything done. So they're going to be out uh, having a great day. Glenn yeah. just brought me my Fiocchi's that I'll be using today. 
Uh, let's see, uh, seven and a half shots. What, they didn't have any eights or nines in there? Yeah, they got eights, but I got you seven and a half. I'll save these for Duff, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> save these. But we we were talking earlier about the uh, FWC commission meeting. That's going to be on Wednesday and Thursday this week at, down in Fort Lauderdale. Um, if you go to myfwc.com, right on the front page, there's a link to commission meetings. You can go look at the agenda, What's what they're talking about. I suggest people go out there and keep up to date with the the rules that they're even talking about. You can and be a part in it. You don't have to go down to it. There's there's ways to email the staff and there's ways to email the commissioners from myfwc.com. If there's something that that perks your interest up there, I suggest more people start to get involved. You know, uh, you at least got to go in and comment, like we said last week. If like with if the, the Goliath Grouper is the, the the thing you want to talk about, you can go to myfwc.com forward slash Goliath Grouper, and there's a, a page in there where you can leave comments and suggestions. Uh, I don't know if the survey is still attached to that. I know it was for a while, but uh, where you can go in there and make your voices heard because if you don't say anything, those people who are getting paid to be there. Are going to be doing all the talking and and they and spread they the rumors. Are very dedicated to their cause, I, which, you know. And I can't believe, uh, like I I pointed out last week with the whole Instagram thing with a uh, hashtag, you know, like Goliath Grouper, the amount of propaganda that they throw out there is just it's crazy. And for those who aren't really following, but just kind of like half listening to it. You know, they, it's like the people who post something when they just read the headline. Of course know? we want to protect something that's endangered. Yeah, of course we do, but it, it's not, not endangered. endangered. <laughs> and they're not at risk of any of, of any sort of, especially by the FWC, because the thing that they're suggesting would would not even greatly reduce the numbers. Yeah. It, it would be a drop in the bucket, but, seriously. But one of the tactics that is being used today is, well, how many are there? And people want you to try and give an exact number, okay? And and when you say, I can't give you I an exact number, then they go, see, then how do you make you the assumption yeah. that you can kill that many? Yeah. They you, always you have don't to know. give you an argument. They're, you're giving them a stick to beat you with. Uh, they did that at the last FWC when we were there at the Goliath. Yeah. And the one woman kept saying, well, how many are there? How many do you know of? And they're going, we have no idea. Well, then how do you come with the number of 100? There can only be 50 of them out there. You may be seeing the same one over and over on different reefs. I mean, they come up with all this stuff, and you're like, well, until you get your butt in the water and go down there and see them and swim with them and kill one or two of them, and if they don't come back, then you know there was only two on that reef. You know, and other ones will move in. But, uh, you know, it's it's always a catch-22 with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's nice. I do, I do applaud them for being able to – uh, they broadcast the meetings to be able to go in there and put your comments in there and do it without having to drive because that's always a big complaint. As Glenn pointed out, they just have the snack of picking a place where they know a few will show up, but maybe not in mass. Because if you really wanted to hear about the airboaters, you would go where the airboaters go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's what I say. They'll get good representation. Uh, and it'll be just in a more manageable environment. But yeah, we had it was a good turnout. We had like uh, fifty people show up instead of a thousand people show up. Well, you're talking about with boats. Well, you got to understand where are the biggest populations of these four higher people, and it may be that may be a good place for that. Yeah, maybe when down they when they Florida. when they turn around and they look at some of these meetings, some people believe that they put them 
in particular places or time things in a particular time. I will say I think there's a, a very rare occasion where something like that happens, um, that they do put a hot topic in a place that is um, a little bit more remote or away from the heart. But you look at one of the biggest, hottest things pre-Bear was the Boca Grand Jig. And where was that final meeting held? That was held right here in Lakeland, Florida, and it was packed. So, I mean, they didn't they didn't go there and try and avoid it and put it up in the panhandle somewhere. They took it on the chin and, and they moved on. But there there are a couple times in which I think, you know, that timing is, is looked at. But uh, for the most part, a lot of what they do is um, – built on a rotation it, you know this happens at this time of year and when they set up that schedule it just that's where some of these meetings end up being uh, they do move them around i don't know I, I i see a lot of politics when it comes to that stuff when it's something that they're like really behind a hundred percent they seem to go to cities and places where they know they're going to get all kinds of great praise like when it came to the lionfish, where'd they go? Well, right up and down the West Coast. Went to Pinellas County, went to Sarasota, went up in the Panhandle around Panama Beach. All those places where the panfish, I mean, where all the lionfish challenges and spearfishing, all that got everybody on board. Well, and well they the have FW's, a big lionfish tournament coming off, and it kicks sure off here in May and runs all the way to September. And, and, they're, and they're 100% but, behind it. But when you looked at the Goliath Grouper stuff, they had stuff all through the state. For Goliath Grouper meetings, they were they were all over the place. So yeah. they they do spread it out. There may be a large concentration of four hire airboat operators down in that Naples area, and they may be over there, and they may be dipping their toe in the water and seeing what type of stuff they get, and then they may go out larger after that. Well, you know? I agree with Carlos. There's some good things about the airboat thing, and there's some other things that, as you pointed out, that could be misconstrued or used in another way that I, I don't agree with. So it just it's in the wording. It's all in what they put into whatever legislation they're thinking about doing. But, you know, it's one of those things, well, good luck next week when you go down there. Yeah. Well. And, and then you'll be headed, uh, as you pointed out, you're going to be headed up to Pennsylvania for your turkey hunt. Yeah. But uh, I am serious about possibly going with you, so that's going to be after Thanksgiving it's, week. We, we The deer season starts the Monday after Thanksgiving. We typically now, leave and go up there Thanksgiving, have Thanksgiving. We shoot uh, small game turkey, fall turkey still in there up until uh, the Saturday prior to it. Then then Sunday, the only thing you can really hunt is coyotes. Now, is that a, is that going to be bow or is that a shotgun? That's or? a rifle. My, my brothers will be up there um, sometime in November, and that's archery, and that's when they have jooks bucks crawling all over them. Well, that's uh, that's when I want to go. Yeah. Archer. I want to leave you behind. Well, you're Sorry. Not, you're, you're not going, going with your brother. You're go with your brother. <laughs> you're not going to Illinois? Yeah, I'll be back from Illinois. Oh, uh, we'll do Illinois the f- last week of of some, October and the first week of November. Some, somebody's but, got some vacation. But what you ought to do is you ought to yeah. overlap it. So just as you get done in yeah. Illinois, you just drive over to Pennsylvania yeah. and then kill this, birds with one This stone. is, I think Ginger's telling him he needs to spend a little bit more time out and abroad. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> yeah, I'm, but, I'm done. But <laughs> one of the nice things about Pennsylvania is for $102, you can go deer hunt, small game hunt, you can get a fall turkey and a spring turkey. For a non resident? For a non resident. And an Amish, and a Amish girlfriend. <laughs> $102. <laughs> 102 bucks. that's it? That's it. 
Maybe I'll skip Illinois this year. For <laughs> and, and, save, and save a couple I'll, hundred, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, geez, I'll be saving about 500 bucks. Yeah. Dude, that, that's that's just a license. That's literally $15 more than what I spend on my sportsman's gold for the uh, state year of Florida. For for but state that covers your license for everything yeah. else. Well, but, if there are, but, but I'm just saying that if you look at it from, from that way. Well, you can't make if, it too if, much because you can't hunt on Sunday. So yeah, it blows if, out your weekend. That's it, why I didn't go with him. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Your own reason? Maybe you, you ought to come go with us and just go to church on Monday Sunday, through Carlos. Saturday is not enough. I uh, go to Church of Carlos Lopez. So Monday uh, through Saturday is not enough time to go get her done. Is that what you're saying? No, no, man. I, I I'd fly in uh, or or drive down with him and then fly back Sunday. That's the plan, you know, in the but, afternoon. But but here's an even better plan: fly in, uh, fly out on Sunday. Get the rental car. Get ready on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Hunt the morning. Get out. Get on the plane. Drive it back. Fly back. Sunday. You're just making a vacation out of it, aren't That's you? A, yeah, it's a hunt trip. Uh, I'm uh, not saying you go. A uh, couple days, man. Couple he, days. He's a drive-by kind of guy. It's not a trip to Walmart, dude. This uh, is a hunt trip, man. Uh, there was there was one in the uh, yard next door to the house there up in Pennsylvania, just strutting. Just my brother was taking pictures and boom. Well, he'll be dead soon. Yes. All right, we're going to take a break. We're on the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live out here this morning at the Fishhawk Sporting Clays. We hope you can come on out and at least join a meal with us. We'll be out, uh, I guess, what, we'll be done shooting at around 12-ish, 1 o'clock? Probably 11, 11.30. So you got time to get on out here. We're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, you guys, stay with us. Go, go. And welcome back to Wild Doors out here at Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Beautiful day to be outside. I know there's a lot of folks out on the water. Been a little bit of breeze going on out there and a little chop, I'm sure. But uh, the trout bite has been really phenomenal this past week. Uh, everybody likes to show me their pictures and say, hey, Glenn, while you was on the show this past Saturday, <laughs> look what I was catching. And uh, i tell you, this one buddy of mine took a friend of his. Actually, I think it was his brother-in-law. And uh, big fisherman, but he lost six lures last weekend on top water catching some trout and some reds. And uh, he got he got spooled one time on a big snook. How does I'm thinking now? How in the world do you let that happen? But how much line did he have on that thing? You know, and that's really I, I didn't ask the question, but out there fishing with a crappie rod? What's it? <laughs> it's like. But uh, first off, how do you lose that many lures? That man needs to learn to tie a knot, man. Six six lures he lost, and uh, and I tell you, I told Dave, I said, man, six. How much did that cost for them six lures to be lost on the water? Exactly. I mean, nine dollars to twelve a piece. bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah, you know what were they? And uh, but. I would definitely be looking at a new setup, a new. Maybe he wasn't fishing with the right combo, but uh, but anyway, the fish better not, really Dave. And of course, we had one guy walk up and say, hey, "I went out fishing this past week, and guess what? I caught a whole bunch of fish." You know, you just come over here, rub it in. But I know that uh, as soon as I get this little project I'm working on, I got another project and another project in line for that. But I, I'm definitely going to get out on the water. I was thinking yesterday, this is it. I'm done. You. you- you always have a project. I do, but I'm going fishing. You know what? I'll, Fresh or salt? Both. Both? I'm going to go both. Let's, wow. let's just start the bar low and pick one. Well, <laughs> when the uh, full moon comes up this week, uh, this month, I will be freshwater. But uh, sometime in the 
this coming week I'm going to do some salt water. There you go. I, I, I would reckon that the next time he goes fishing will be after the panfish challenge. Uh, no. No. No, I'm going. It'll be before that. I'm going uh, before, like I say, with the full moon of this month, I'll be on the water. Well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I am i don't care what you try to bring me down, Bill. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to motivate you. Well, you don't I, have to motivate I, I, I got to. Thank you, son. I, I got to thank, uh, thank Bill George for bringing the uh, bug assault back. Uh, he took my son's assault weapon out to uh, uh, turkey camp. How did it work out for it, you? It, it worked wonderful we killed a lot of uh what do you call deer flies yellow Yellow flies whatever it was the 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 highlight for for the camp though was one lit and started to bite me on the side of my neck and i handed the gun to the person real quick and they cocked it up and they whacked that bug right on the side of my neck and it just shot him him while it's on his neck i said they didn't at least take an angled shot and like not try to do it the guy looked at me and said are you sure like yes (laughs) well by then just shoot him (laughs) by then that yellow fly has as soon as they land they're eating they are they don't mess they don't i mean they do not wait no it's you know before they even land that reminds me of the old uh knock him out john story uh where it's like, uh, I don't care, just shoot up amongst us. Someone needs some relief. Just kill the other one of us. Just shoot the other one. Yeah. Sh- shoot me or shoot them. Well, I thank you for, for bringing that back. And, uh, you know, speaking of fishing, I was going to tell you that, you know, the people ask how the Panfish Challenge got started. They were asking me. And I said it really started between kind of a competition between Glenn and I. When I said I could outfish him with Spam. And uh, he could use red wigglers, crickets, or whatever he wanted to use. And we went out there and started that. And it kind of, you know, people were like, I want to get in on that. I want to get in on that. Next thing you know, more people wanted to show up and go fish. And it's it's turned into basically what it is today. So I thought, you know, last year my kids were slaying them with cheese and salami. Right. So I, I put it on my daughter because she's big into slime. Slime, you know, making slime, yeah. all that stuff. It's like all the kids like to do that long, stuff. I don't know how that would stick to the hook. So I told her, I said, "Diddy, you got to come up with a recipe for some sort of fish dough that we can use and go exclusively artificial dough fishing this year at the Panfish Challenge." And she's she's been hunting for recipes all week. She's been hey, on YouTube. Marketing. All that stuff. Put the slime on the line. There you go. See, put slime on the line and make it fine. Yeah. But uh, so I thought this year was going to be uh, it's going to be an even more of a challenge for us because we're going to come up with our own recipe of uh, I know there's different carp doughs and trout doughs and all that other stuff like that. But I, I told my daughter, I said, you got to come up with your own recipe that we're going to use to go out and go catch fish. We, with we work year. on getting our mold so that you could push it in. No, it's not a mold. I want a dough so that you can roll it either into a ball or, you know, roll it between your fingers like a little maggot type thing or. Even if you put some food coloring in it, you could turn it into a little red you know, worm. If, you if, could stretch it out and do whatever you want If you, you want probably to. get that fish chum that you have at the G5 feed yeah. and get that slime and maybe blend it together. I, that's what I, I told and her. And see I if uh, maybe put it in a dryer and maybe a humidifier or something and maybe if it dries hard enough and it'll stay on the hook. I don't know. Maybe that would be the way to go. I'm telling you. I, we're, I told her, I said, we're, we're going to make this an artificial one for us, but it's going to be with a homemade brew. See how it works. 
I, I'm anxious to see I, how it All works. I know is... I it's re- another way to get the kids involved in it, man. They want to go try out their secret formula. I, I remember the guy that won last year, and if I do his boat inspection again this year, I'm going to ask, not only do I go look in the coolers and the live wells, I need to see what's in your tackle box. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see what baits you're going to be using to make yeah. sure they're illegal. Yes. Yeah, you know, that yes. kind of thing. What do you have that antique phone crank in here for? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, I, I saw that they posted on uh, Facebook where I, I posted, I think, at Tampa Bay Fishing Club or something like that, and they said, we're going to go for it again this year, man. So Yeah, that, i seen that. Some, yeah. some p- previous participants are uh, coming in. I know that. Uh, a lot of people all over. It's If you look at the registration when I was up there at Panta Vista, uh, Brooksville's represented. There's someone in North Florida somewhere. I, I don't recall exactly, but, I mean, it's it's up there. And then uh, I think the furthest south is Durant, somewhere right here somebody is in. So uh, there's some good representation. Uh, St. Pete shows up. Well, I want to see if Bill Bill George's brother brings the giant saltwater boat again. Yeah, that that, that wasn't a made. giant saltwater boat. That was but, a fishing boat. Well, for there it was. I didn't even think he was going to get yeah. in the water. I, was him to get, low. I was hoping he'd get out there and cut a few new canals through the grass out there. That was awesome. Go it, chop his way all the way through there. Well, there's plenty of water. He'll so be back. You could launch a boat twice that size this year. Really? You're yeah. bringing your airboat again? Or? It's already up there. It's uh, My father-in-law's got it, and he's got it in a little boat slip. So he's, Whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. So he's up there scouting already for you? No, he's been working hard for us on that yeah. place, and uh, so he's not been able to fish. But Sure. I do have a surprise for you and your kids this year, though, Braden. Oh, okay, good. Not for you, but at least for the kids. We get to use the phone crank? <laughs> <laughs> I think Johnny I have uh, one. I, th- I know you do. I know Johnny said he hated to see your kids sitting up two years in a row. They're fishing from the dock, so I think he's going to take them with him. Oh, that'd be awesome. So. It's going to be a better time. Well, does, that'll be a good time to by s- all. Does he need to sign a waiver? I don't know. <laughs> it's not a higher thing. They can swim. No, They're no. Good. A waiver that that Braden's not responsible for anything that kids do to him. I don't know. They're great kids. Look, they're over there. They already got their hearing protection on. They're over there ready to go. We're trying to get out of here. We're trying to go and get go, go shoot some stuff, man. Well, we could have just left the last segment for Nock to fill in. Well, again, oh, <laughs> if you just tuned in for a little bit of the part of the show, we're talking about our fourth annual Panfish Challenge. Uh, it's in memory of Jim Ville Sr., the original owner-operator of Panavista Vista Lodge. Been around since the 40s, uh, his father, actually. And it's just been it's just been a great place for me, experiencing it throughout my years, uh, going up there and establishing some kind of memory base. And uh, so if you're looking for an opportunity, plan your calendar June 16th uh, at Panavista Vista Lodge. It's right there off of Lake Panasofki. It's real easy to find. You can look it up on our Facebook page, the website, PanavistaLodge.com. Uh, $25 for a pre-registered boat. That could be a pontoon boat with eight people on it, uh, or it could be a John boat with two people. Whatever the U.S. Coast Guard-approved passenger load is on that boat is what you're allowed to have. Uh, you will have to have a boater education card if you're under, uh, I think it was after 1988, January of 88. 89 or something that anyway whatever that is you'll have to have it if you're operating the boat other than that the fishing regulations pretty much are what the rule of content will be carlos are you bringing uh, eric to go fishing it this year i know you showed up last year and just kind of hung out and yeah i think uh i think he's gonna want to go to that again i think last year i think he kind of 
saw that he was kind of missing out on the whole thing. Was like, dude, we need to be in on this next year. So yeah, he, he you need me to haul the boat up. I'll haul the boat up. I don't know. We'll see what he wants to do. I've been asking him. He's seventeen now, so I I ask him what he wants to do. I don't tell him anymore. But but you need to have a boating safety course if you're going to let him drive. <laughs> Uh, he's been doing that since uh, he was like six, seven years old. Driving. the boat. Yeah, he's been driving. Um, yeah, but my brother-in-law different. Rob had a boat. He would drive it every, on his birthday. Every yeah, year. but it doesn't count. But it doesn't count towards FWC's. Just take the safety. online course. It'll get it done, and he'll be good. Why he's sitting on that computer? I think there you go. I think he'd rather fish anyway. But, yeah, that's true. You know, Who wants to drive the boat when you can be out fishing? Yeah, got to get to the spot. He loves his fishing. That's for sure. Well, again, uh, we appreciate everyone for listening in this morning. We want to thank uh, G5 Feeding Outdoors for the cart to keep you from having to walk the course today. Uh, come on by, check it out. We we'll, uh, we got a couple of waivers left, and you can try it out. See what you think. It's a very powerful machine. If you can get it out of my hands. Yeah, Bill, fill out your thing form. thing is awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, you ready to get out of here? You ready to get in it? I don't see your yeah. stuff. Where's your gun? He's still trying to talk I, me gonna... into shooting so he can leave. No, I'm not going to leave. I'll walk with you. So we're going to be waiting on you to get your stuff. Carlos has got his stuff here. Gordon's got his stuff here. I got my stuff here. We're going to be waiting on you. You're not going to be waiting on me. Oh, yeah, we will. You'll see. I'm going to watch Glenn shoot. Loser loser buys dinner. There's always one not ready for the prom. I'm serious. I'll tell you what. Loser buys lunch here today. What? What kind of lunch? lunch? Okay. Hell, buy, buy you know it here. We'll do barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, it's going to be a good one. If you can't make it out today, at least go make it a good Saturday. I don't think it's going to rain uh, at least until later on this afternoon. What is that? Only a thirty percent chance for rain, or kind of thing. Uh, so uh, it should be all right uh, for the concert tonight. If you're going to go to that, we'll see you guys next weekend. We're going to go out and hit the course. We'll be back in the studio next weekend. So if you want to give us a call, you can. Thanks again to G5 Feeding Outdoors and our good friends at Brandon Ford for their sponsorship of this fabulous show. We'll see you guys next Saturday. Good luck, everybody. See ya. See you guys.